as if. Looking out a dirty old window, outside the cars in the city go rushing by. I sit here alone and I wonder why. Friday night and everyone's moving. I can feel the heat, but it's soothing heading down. I Hello, welcome to Minute 62 of As If, the podcast about Clueless, where we talk about Clueless minute by minute. I am Darren, your host, and with me today is Ashley. Hello, Ashley. Hi. And Hannah. Hello, Hannah. Hello. And today's minute starts with Cher's gigantic telephone. Um, <laughs> Guys, the, the music cues on here are on point. I love this movie's <laughs> music cues. Well, Hannah, you were talking about this in the last minute, Hannah, and I, and I, I really liked where you were going with it about... Um, you know, the kind of over-the-top parody of the 90s that this this movie is and how this works now because the the music cues from, from 2001, um, you know, work with this huge phone. <laughs> because now we look at this phone and we're like, that's a huge phone. And so it's even funnier that the music cue is an even funnier joke. It's like, you know, yeah, it's like, you know, how later. we were talking about earlier in the week about um, the singing the rain is the twenties and, and um, what did you, what was the other one you said about the seventies? Oh, Greece, Greece is the seventies uh, yeah. movie about the fifties. But Clueless is a nineties movie about the nineties that could have been made in the <laughs> te- like now. Yeah, it yeah, it's like she's uh, a time traveler. We get this like the um, the, the theme from uh, two thousand one playing while the the phone is just in screen, um, and then we finish the minute with Dion saying the phrase. <laughs> Uh, well, I'm trying to make you as white as I can, Cher. Uh, and that's that's where our minute ends. And now, there's Cher, there's a lot of voiceover in this, basically. A great it's, it's montage. A whole, it's, whole, it is a good montage. There's a whole lot of... Well, before we get to the montage, there's a whole lot of Cher explaining what's going on. Um, so, Cher, for some reason, is packing Daddy up. Um, I don't know where he's... I don't know where he's going. I, love the, I thought I'd be calling him Daddy. Nope, two against one. Damn it. <laughs> but on the bed, there's like... To me, it appears to be like all these suits and stuff are in like um, dry cleaning bags. Like she's had everything dry cleaned and she's picked it up and she's packing them all. Um, so she's a great Cher is, She is. Yeah, Cher is like Christian said he'd call the next day, but in boy time that meant Thursday. Uh, which I think, um, going by um, discussion that takes place in the film Swingers. That's not completely correct because <laughs> if this is if this is Saturday, then Christian should be calling on Tuesday. I don't know if we um, should be taking but, swingers as the law on relationships. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that I think that three day rule is you know, given what happens to John Favreau when he decides to break it, I think it's one that's kind of worth sticking to. Um, but yeah, so you know, Cher is, is astonished to find that that Christian calls her the next day. Uh, which I'm assuming is a Sunday, and mm. we we get um, Christian on his um, cell uh, at an art exhibit, um, standing in front of a painting that has um, some very orange-haired men with their hands over their shoulders, um, and then Cher excitedly calls Dion um, for uh, like because it's going to be a night alone with Christian, and so she needs reinforcements, and she sends for D. So she has to design a lighting concept. Great, she has to amazing, make costume Love decisions. It. And and this is where we get the line where she goes, "I don't rely on mirrors, so I always take Polaroids," which is confusing because obviously, uh, when we met Cher in like minute two, 
she had her computer dressing system that picked out what clothes she should wear. So, but that's just um, school. It, it, this is a date. So maybe those are pictures she's taken. On, and I don't know. Can you? Did people download things? Can you download? She scanned them. I don't know. To the the machine. Um, when talking about that minute, because I was the host of that minute, uh, we came to the conclusion that Cher would have had to stand in her underwear in that pose and then put all of her each individual piece of clothes on and take a picture and then scanned all those pictures in. But she would have had to hold that same pose every single time um, for that to actually work. Um, so yeah, I mean. Yeah, I mean, I, I, it's funny because when she says she, you know, obviously Polaroid, which for, you know, people younger than 15 was a, a camera that took a picture and then printed the picture out instantly. Um, and then you had to not shake it, um, despite what Outcast have advised people. Oh, wait, really? You're um, not supposed to shake it? No, you are not meant to shake oh, it. Oh, Andre fact, 3000! When, <laughs> in fact, when Hey Ya came out, the Polaroid company, who was still a going concern at that particular point in time, they actually said you should not shake a Polaroid picture. They actually put a statement out to that <laughs> notice. Um, so, yeah, so Dion comes over and takes pictures, you know, takes some Polaroids. And then Cher does the, this. Uh, this is, a, a, you know, it's a setup for a gag that's going to pay off in a couple of minutes time where she just plonks a huge chunk of dough. <laughs> I love that. The oven. Yeah. <laughs> You should always have something cooking. Always. I, I cannot well, um, you know what that is that she's putting there. Is it like... So, she's gotten confused because it's a huge hunk of what looks like chocolate chip cookie dough. Yeah. And I think she's confused having a boil over with showing your home for sale. Because that's when you want like a nice cookie smell, <laughs> that's, right? That's true. My mom has always said when they sold our old house, they, she made a pie and it was sold that day. <laughs> but yeah, she like I, I think she just like... She what she wants is like a scented candle, yeah. But she's just like she's just like no. I'm just like you're supposed to, instead of cutting it up. She's just like shoving the cookie dough in there. It's just so it will have a smell. Instead of like being like yeah, yeah. They're not going to eat that. that. No, that 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 seems to be well. Yeah, like between Christian and herself, they're not going to eat that entire like half of that package each, are they? I mean, that just seems like a ridiculous like thing. ripping off bits of cookie <laughs> yeah so um and then we cut back like the kind of the montage continues a little bit with um although kind of we cut back to some action with um Cher's face looks super like ridiculously red like i don't know what's going on she's like having an allergic reaction she's she's really just like verklempt about how important this date is yeah and um she's got herself a little hand mirror a very nice hand mirror mm-hmm. um and behind them, there's a mirror. So I don't know why she's using that hand mirror. Um, you know, there's a gigantic, a gigantic mirror. Well, Dion's sitting and standing in front of her. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, she, she guys, Dion, yeah, yeah. She could, they could have easily turned around. There's more than enough space in this. And there's also a mirror to the right of the screen. There's a, there's a, <laughs> uh, like a, a, like a, a small, like a circular mirror, like right in front of them. There's three mirrors in this scene. She needs um, it way up close. To yeah, her. maybe it's a magnifying mirror. They have those. Yeah, for for putting yeah. on makeup. Yeah, yeah. I guess. There, mystery solved. Um, <laughs> girl explain. So, girl explained. <laughs> Let us girl explain this to you. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, she's got like, um, she's got a theatrical mirror that has like all lights around it. Um, you know, so that's that like, that's not, that's not cheap to run. That's like, that's quite, that's a lot of, but if you look in the mirror, she's also got this weird like little statue thing that's like these naked babies like holding up something. <laughs> I don't know what that is, but. I don't think she decorated that house. I think, yeah, I don't. Yeah, think she I that. can't figure out. I can't figure out where that is. 
um, but yeah. So and and obviously um, Dion, who handled the makeup part of um, Ty's make makeover, um, which you know was delightful to see uh, Brittany Murphy kind of <laughs> basically messing with uh, Stacey Dash. It seemed um, she's now handling the makeup for Cher. Which I don't know if make she should be trusting her because I do remember watching this movie again, not being able, not like at a cousin's house because I wasn't allowed. But I also was not like, okay, God, you probably think I'm like, like a person who grew up like in Amish country or something. I was also like not um, allowed to wear makeup and stuff until I was in high school. And so I remember seeing her put the eyeshadow on with what is essentially the brush that comes with blush. And thinking that's what you're supposed to put. Oh, okay, that's what you're supposed to put eyeshadow on with. And then I would do that with like a blush brush, a crappy blush brush, and I looked like an idiot. So Stacy Dash, <laughs> Dion, you know, I'm glad you brought that up, Hannah, because Cher also seemed to be like putting on lip liner after she's yes! putting her lipstick. Is that normal? No, that doesn't seem normal because what lip liner is supposed to do is keep the lipstick from like bleeding, bleeding out. out see i don't know anything about makeup but that was a that was a huge... i learned that on rupaul's drag race okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah so uh, share like yeah like they they kind of you know they go through like a whole makeup thing in all fairness to share she doesn't have um she doesn't she has like her lipstick isn't like from a normal lipstick she's got like a brush that's putting it on. Yeah, like, I, I've done obviously that. Because she's super fancy. So I don't know. Maybe she's going to blend the uh, lip liner after or whatever. I don't know. I don't know makeup. But yeah, so basically she's flustered because Christian called so early. And clear, I, I mean, I don't know Red what flag. happened. If, yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> one more hint that generally if a boy calls you the next day, he's not doing it because... I mean, saying that, he could be doing it because he wants yeah. to get romantically involved. He could be, like, super horny and he's like, let's call no. the next day. Let's, yeah. not, let's not wait. Can we make you know? this a teachable moment? Like, I don't know how many how many single straight dudes listen to the Minute by Minute Clueless podcast. <laughs> they but should. let's be optimistic. Um, no, definitely call her the next day. Yeah. That's a, that's a, that's a good move. And, and be like, hey, I had a great time. You're a really down girl. Let's go out. <laughs> <laughs> down girl. Say those who got my words. marker. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> don't wait three days. Be no. a gentleman. Yeah, and like, I mean, don't be a creep about it. Like, no. don't like, don't send a d pic, but yeah. Ask her to like the art museum or something. No, no, no. I mean, the weird thing about Christian is obviously like, um, if we look at the timeline of this, it was after midnight by the time Cher and Josh got home. Cher and Josh, you know, they watched them run in Stimpy and ate some Cheetos, went to sleep. Mm-hmm. Literally the next morning, all of the lawyers are out of the house and daddy is going somewhere for some reason. So Cher is packing all his stuff up. So like, when did Christian get any sleep? Because, I mean, he looks great, but, you know, he was up with, you know, the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones um, roadies. And he's got an God knows what time. <laughs> yeah. So like, I mean, he, like he's... I, I, I'm I'm more surprised that he called the next day because he probably hasn't gone to sleep since the last time he saw Cher. He had fun with her. He likes her. He has fun with her. He's yeah. she's the only like friend he has right now. Yeah. <laughs> Except for the Mighty Mighty Boston, and they're not in <laughs> Beverly. They're on tour. Yeah. Yeah, they're not they're not hanging around. To, no, uh, they had to go to hang out. So, I do, actually, I, do, I think at this point, the Mighty Mighty Boston were like a really local band, so you know. Oh. Uh, they probably would have been hanging around. <laughs> I, I think this is like a, this is obviously mostly set up for what's going to be happening 
you know, in next week's minutes with the whole date with Christian. And I don't want to get too much into that because, you know, obviously there's some very funny stuff that's going to happen next week. And I don't, I don't want to step on right. people's minutes. But, well, I do have like a, yeah, this, a opinion about this montage of just the amount of care she's putting into hanging out with a guy that she's interested in. I mean, mm-hmm. it really kind of is a great example of, of um, just why her and Josh are right that she's putting so much effort into, which I mean, you should put some effort into the, a guy you're that you know you're interested in, obviously. But the fact that her relationship with Josh is so easy, and she's like putting a million clips in her hair, and like she doesn't really, she's wearing like an old sweatshirt, and there's like not no vanity there, and mm-hmm. they're just being really open in themselves and self aware with each other. And with Christian, she's like trying on it she's doing a lighting scheme and putting it yeah because it implies that if like the lighting isn't perfect or if her makeup isn't perfect then he won't like her right right which is completely screwed up and not how anyone should think about romantic relationships but it's how women tend to think about romantic relationships right Mm -hmm. like if something goes wrong it's definitely my fault and it's because i i missed some critical piece yeah i think do you know what the the thing is as well is like out of all the different outfits that are in this film that Cher is in, by the way, she goes through three in this minute alone. Um, the favorite one that, that she wears is she has this like, um, uh, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. It's like a weird, like 1950s, like housewife look where she's got her hair up in a couple of rollers. This is as she's putting the cookie dough onto the, mm-hmm. onto Oh the yeah. Yeah. And she's wearing like this kind of like pink silk, like robe with like a black trim. And uh, like over her like blue like dress that she's been trying all the different outfits on top of, um, and like it's weird because I think if 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 I were Christian and I and Christian were not gay, and he turned up and she was looking like that, you'd be like, this is fine. Let's just hang out like this. You don't need to be <laughs> like I'd be I'd be fine with that because she looks she looks great. You know, but I I, I think you know the, she's overthinking it, which is probably why her face is going so like red. <laughs> <laughs> this this is you know. so reassuring to hear. Like I'm I'm pulling out my bathrobe for my next date. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, <laughs> I, I I mean you know I I think the fact that her face like by the end of the minute her face is so red and Dion is essentially fighting to make you know this this kind of like uh, Aryan girl white <laughs> kind of shows how far we've gotten from yeah. like the idea of what she should be doing because she's putting so much effort in that she's making herself kind of like all flush. Yeah. It's like, just relax. Yeah. Well, she also does have a fireplace in there that she is like constantly on through the movie. They always have the fireplace on in this movie. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Which I think is probably because the film was, was filmed in November and December of 94. So it was reason, it was reasonably cold. So they wanted to keep the cast, which is why a lot of the cast on some of the outside shots are like wearing tons of layers and everyone's like, "This is this isn't this meant to be LA? Shouldn't it be nice and sunny?" And it's like, "Well, it is, but they were cold. You know, they were yeah. cold for a lot of the scenes." So, um, but yeah, I mean, the the music that accompanies the montage is called "I Believe I'm You" by Gail Orange, and I don't know anything about them because I couldn't find anything online. Because unsurprisingly, when you search for the words Gail Orange, you get a lot of stuff about people called Gail and a lot of stuff about oranges, but. Uh, this group was obviously not well known Gosh. enough to, to kind of. Gail Orange, if you're be... out there, let us know you're okay. <laughs> Wait, was the group called Gail Orange, or was that the singer's I, name? I don't. I don't know. I th- I mean, it's a it's a woman singing, so okay. it's a catchy song as well. 
but oh, I'm not even sure if it was on the soundtrack. There's uh, always like one song that's not on the soundtrack. It's uh, there's a few songs that are in the film that are left off uh, the actual soundtrack, and mm-hmm. I think that's kind of one of them. Um, but yeah, so is there anything else that kind of struck you from this minute? Uh, yeah, from... there. So when uh, when Christian calls Cher and asks her out. She has this, like, Alicia Silverstone does this amazingly adorable <gasps> yes. little, like, like she's, like, panicking and squealing and, and so excited and freaking out all at the same time. And it's both, like, the noise she makes and, like, the way that she moves, like, her hands. Like, she almost wants to slap her own yes! hands. She's so excited. <laughs> it's amazing. And it's something that I, I think about um, sometimes when I get really excited. Like, it's just, like, you can't, like, you're you're going to, like, vibrate and explode because you're so excited. I, I, yeah, I mean, like, yeah, you just, like, you just, like, do a little dance or something because you're so excited. You just have to, like, let it out somehow. <laughs> yeah. No one's yeah, here she, to experience this. Yeah, she did a fantastic job expressing that. It's kind of similar to the end of montage makeover when Ty is, like, um, she's in, like, the Hall of Mirrors and she just starts, like, jumping up and down and being yes. all excited. <laughs> yeah. 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 So obviously, it's just something that you know girls in the nineties would do when they're excited. Girls in the nineties, like, girls uh, now, girls all the time. <laughs> girls, all grown history. women. Also, I'm sure Queen Elizabeth the first, like at some point, like did a little dance when she was so excited. Corgis. Ah! <laughs> yeah, it's Queen Elizabeth the second too. She probably loved. Yeah, when when what's his name Philip gave her a telegram, she probably like freaked out. <laughs> My second cousin. <laughs> My second cousin. He likes me. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. We shouldn't. Just be disrespectful to your your monarch. Now, I, this Canadian says, boo. <laughs> <laughs> Take her down. <laughs> Sorry, Darren. Did you say uh, break yeah, her? So, yeah, I, I, I think it's it's funny, like, how excited Cher is getting over this, when obviously we know what the end result is going to be. Mm. Um, but also kind of contrast to how little effort she puts into being around Josh. Mm. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, she... Literally seconds before, she was like combing her hair into his Cheetos, uh, and like putting the next like day, way too many weird, weird clips in her hair that didn't really have a purpose. Yeah, like there's like a whole giant uh, yeah. chunk of her hair that's like I actually was Not watching that clip. and I couldn't tell if it was a continuity error that like sometimes her hair was out and sometimes it was all in, or if it was just like uh, if it just was not there was a big strand that was sticking out. I don't know. It was yeah, just a million clips. <laughs> Um, yeah. clips. I do actually have a question. Um, I, I don't know if we've talked about this because it's been a, a whole week has gone by. Um, but like, what is your uh, experience with Clueless? Like seeing it for the first time or, or is this like a movie that was really important to you growing up or like when, because I remember, like I said, with Mean Girls, like that's a movie I'm sure that has existed forever for these, some of these kids, but. Do you remember seeing it for the first time or? Well, I mean, I remember seeing it because I was uh, 18 when I saw it. So, um, yeah, I think I saw it. I, I know that when I saw it, because I saw it at a, I was at university and we'd had a uh, a party and people had gotten very drunk and I threw up on someone's jeans uh, and they were very expensive and she wasn't happy with that. So uh, I apologize like to her. It's like you were Travis. Yeah. I, yeah, I apologize to her 20 years down the line. I apologize to her, like, literally after I threw up as well. Um, but, yeah, so the next day, like, as everyone was recovering, um, someone rented a couple of films and, and one of them was Clueless. And like I said, I, I'd, done, I'd done Clueless for my A-levels, Clueless, Emma for my A-levels. <laughs> 
And so I knew the plot of Emma like really well because I'd written like 20 different essays about it. And so as the film was going on, even though there's no indication that it's based on Emma, I kept thinking to myself, this seems a lot like Emma. And then when Elton showed up, I'm like, well, there's a guy called Elton in Emma. And then when Christian showed up and he wasn't interested, I was like, well, in Emma, he was engaged to someone else. Like literally all through the film, I kept thinking, this is this is a lot like Emma. And so, you know, I remember watching it and then um, uh, like obviously... I was I was quite a big fan of Alicia Silverstone because she, you know she'd done her videos with Aerosmith. Um, I'd seen The Crush. I'd seen Babysitter. You know she was going to be in Batman and Robin. Mm-hmm. Um, you know which coincidentally opened over here like the, the same weekend as Swingers. Um, so Batman and Robin was the only up until that point was the only Batman film that I actually saw at the cinema. I'd seen the other three. But I'd, I'd never seen them at the cinema. That was so an that event was for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was the first. I saw that. I saw The Lost World Jurassic Park. And I saw Men in Black, like, that summer. Those were, like, the three films that I saw. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, Men in Black was the best of those three. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so, like, I remember I remember seeing Clueless and enjoying it. And then I think, uh, I remember, like, it was on. Over here, we have, um, you have a satellite company called Sky. Mm-hmm. which is owned by Rupert Murdoch and they had like movie channels and we had like the movie channels and I would tape like so many films from those movie channels <laughs> like all like I literally like there was a point where like in the in my family I was in charge of like the VHSs um and so I I started commandeering lots of them for, so I could just tape stuff that I wanted <laughs> and I remember having clueless like on the same like on a 4 hour tape with like some other film, I think it might have been uh, Denise Calls Up was the other film, uh, which is about a bunch of people who, including uh, Liev Schreiber, it's about a bunch of people who only ever communicate by telephones. So they they caught that's why it's called Denise Calls Up, and they mm-hmm. they call each other and they they're constantly arranging to meet each other, but they never ever meet for the entire film because <laughs> they're all too so shy because they're all essentially shut-ins. It's a re- I, I really enjoyed that film, but it's a, I knew nothing Denise about that film, but I like, taped it. Yeah, it came out like 96, so it would have been... So that's why I remember it would have been on like a, one of the same tapes that like when I taped Clueless. Um, and I remember watching Clueless like quite a lot. I'm going to if we have that at work and see this movie. It's got, it's got, it's got, um, one of the, 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 the Denise of the title is played by an actress called Alana Ubach, who was also in Legally Blonde. She, she was the non-blonde best friend of, uh, Reese Witherspoon. Oh, <laughs> okay. Yeah. So I like, it's really weird because then like, obviously when, when it came out on DVD, I think there was a version which had like no extras, which I didn't get. And then the, like the most recent version was like the 15th anniversary or something mm-hmm. version, which was called like the whatever edition. Yeah. That's, the, that's like the one I got from the library. Of... the whatever edition. Yeah. <laughs> and I think they, cause it was the 20th anniversary last year. And I think they re like when it came out on Blu-ray last year, it was essentially the updated version of the whatever version of the DVD. Um, but yeah, so I've, you know, I've watched it quite a few times. And I even watched uh, when Alicia Silverstone had, she did a TV show called Mismatch, mm-hmm. where she oh, played right. a matchmaker who was also a lawyer by day and uh, based on a real person, apparently. And I remember seeing like there was like an episode of it was uh, like on at like 10 in the morning over here. And I was like, oh, this is weird. What's 
Alicia Silverstone doing it on a TV show. And obviously, like by the time it was shown over here, it had long been cancelled. I think it was only on for like one episode. It was something really fast. No, there was, I was like, there was like, I think there's like 12 episodes or something and they only aired 10. Mm. But I, I saw all 10 of them. I watched every episode. <laughs> um, but I can't remember. There's, in that, in that there's someone becomes her like rival. Because, but like later on, like they introduce like another actress like a couple of episodes in and she becomes like her like rival. It was like, Amber. Also. It was yeah, <laughs> kind of almost like that. Kind of almost like a, I wish it had, if they had had that actress it, like come in and do it, that would have been really good. Um, but yeah, so, you know, I'm just a fan of Clueless. Cause I, yeah, I just feel like we all kind of have our, like, was, like, well, Ashley, you said you were 10 when it came out. Mm-hmm. So you, and I, yeah. I, I don't really remember the first time I saw it, but I do have very strong memories of being, um, a kid and, and walking over to my local video store and renting the VHS mm-hmm. over and over and over again. And I realized recently how, um, how much that, movie influenced me as silly as it sounds but uh you know I, I i certainly at the time and for a long time didn't relate to share in any way yeah but i found that some like the the way that i um have a very kind of clear view of of life either in terms of of you know how things should be or or kind of giving very confident life advice to people you know i know that that's very similar to to share and and kind of coming off as as trying to be more sophisticated than I am mm-hmm. I can certainly relate to those things and I, I don't know you know whether it was because I saw that movie so many times or that was just something in me that I recognized in the movie um, but I, I have to you know embrace that that shareness now that I that I've realized <laughs> you know that I'm kind of that person well it's interesting you say like I, you didn't like you didn't really relate to share because I, I kind of felt the same way and I kind of remember feeling the same way about like Emma because I, again, I was not allowed to watch Clueless, so mm-hmm. I read, and I, somebody told me it was based on Emma, so I tried reading Emma when I was, like, really young, and I was like, I hate this girl. It's yeah, me too. awful. Yeah. But then reading it as an adult, <laughs> and, like, watching it as an adult, you kind of see, you know, you, you get to, you get the idea of, like, oh, they're just, like, immature. Like, I was kind of like mm-hmm. that in, mm-hmm. but yeah, yeah. It- it depends on the adaptation too. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I'm not crazy about the Gwyneth Paltrow one, but yeah. granted, like, you put Gwyneth Paltrow in a role that's naturally going to be difficult for the audience to like. Like, you've set yourself up for failure essentially. <laughs> um, but that's a high bar a... to clear. Where you exactly. already you've already got someone who's meant to be playing an unlikable character, and you've decided to put Gwyneth Paltrow in that role. Yeah, you've exactly. really made a rod for your own back. <laughs> yeah. Um, but there's there's another version that's um, I believe Kate Beckinsale and Mark oh, Strong. I like and Beckinsale. Kate Beckinsale. She's and she's so great, and I'm so happy that Love and Friendship is out because she's back doing you know what she should be doing and yes. kind of showing the world why she's an actress. But um, but in that adaptation, she and and Mark Strong, who play uh, Mr. Knightley, plays Mr. Knightley, have such fantastic friend chemistry. Like you really believe that these two are friends. They want to spend time together. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you, you, you understand what they see in each other. Um, and, uh, and that, that kind of made me like the book more. Right. Yeah. I think sometimes watching a movie sometimes will help you kind of see what was meant to be. Right. Yeah. Especially you kind know. Of with classics. Um, mm-hmm. I was going to say Jane Austen deliberately wrote Emma so you wouldn't like her. She was even, she was even quoted as saying, you know, I'm writing this book so that 
this this heroine, this main character, is someone who I will like, and literally no one else will like. That's so funny. You well, say our, our library just did like a book club, and they read Emma, and that was like on. We have like a big TV that has like slides going down for our programs, and that was like one of the things. It was like I think I'll make a. I'll, I think I shall write a, a female character that no one, that many people besides myself shall like, and it was something like yeah. that. And it's like, yeah, can you congrats, mission accomplished, like. <laughs> But it, I mean, I think people sometimes misremember uh, Jane Austen as like this romance novelist, mm-hmm. which she is. Her books have romances in them. They're also much more social satires, and I think that um, Emma is probably one of the best examples of that, of like a social mm-hmm. satire. Well, and, and I mean, not to go too far down the path about Jane Austen, but I mean, the vast majority of characters in her books, uh, female characters. Um, are are trying to marry because their family needs money right. or they need a position, right? So there's there's love in these stories, but often um, they're very lucky to find this love because they they do need marriage in order to survive, mm-hmm. um, and that's something that I, I think is is um, kind of lost uh, often when we talk about about Jane Austen because the focus is on on how romantic it is, and and for that reason, I think that it her her books are often dismissed right yeah because they they kind of miss the whole point of why these women are getting into these situations in the first place and probably why emma is kind of not really remembered as fondly because she doesn't need to marry anybody like she that's so the romance is sort of second fiddle to the the whole like you know the rest of the story which which fits with Cher because Cher is like i don't want to date a high school boy right Mm-hmm. The, and the, it's like the... she's made a choice because she doesn't have to date a high school boy. Like, yeah, yeah. She's she's in the position where she's like, no, I don't want to date these these high school boys until she sees Christian, obviously, and then she's right. immediately like, well, what's wrong with dating a high school boy? You know, is it's not that bad. Um, yeah. Well, you know, of all the of all the of all the life advice she gives in the movie, that's the best one. Don't date high school boys. Yeah. <laughs> and I yeah. took I took her advice. Um, so did I. <laughs> yeah. And I'm sticking with the fact that, that was a choice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I think we've thoroughly covered everything this week. Yes. Yeah. Uh, in terms of these minutes, um, so thanks for being my guest this week. Thank you um, for having us. Uh, during uh, starting with America's birthday. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> How about and, them fireworks? Uh, I, I I'm going to be returning as host in a, a few weeks' time uh, for some more minutes uh, before returning one final time to 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 come back for the uh, credits uh and and go through all the the people who put their efforts into this film um so one last time do you have anything to plug um hannah what if i just was like my podcast i just i have since yesterday i started a podcast it's a minute by minute <laughs> secret life of bees or something um no i don't actually that'd be pretty good um no i um i am on twitter at scarlet opera it's scarlet with two t's o at and para as in you know pair um and i am also on instagram with that uh that handle so follow me on there and i'll say it again join your library summer reading program and if there's any brits in here like go to your library support your libraries <laughs> um and yeah so go to your libraries get some summer reading there's adult programs i'm sure and there's prizes and uh ashley uh, I'm I'm going to second that plug for public library summer reading programs. I used to work at a public library and run Yay! their summer reading programs, so okay. definitely do that, no matter your age. I know we have a lot of have a lot of young children listeners to this <laughs> podcast. 
Um, so I, I will just, I will plug my, my Twitter once again. It is AE underscore Chalinor, C-H-A-L-L-I-N-O-R. Uh, and thanks again, Darren. This was really fun. Yeah, this was great. And um, next week, your hosts will be Trevor Gibson with his guest, Martin Sand. Uh, so Martin is German, so that's yet another uh, kind of intercontinental uh, set of minutes for you. Wunderbar. Excellent. Um, yeah, so uh, thanks for listening this week, and uh, we will hear you soon. Uh, bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of As If, the podcast all about Clueless. It's produced and edited by Darren Husted. This episode was hosted by me, Darren Husted, with my guests, Ashley Chaloner and Hannah Van Dura. Like us on Facebook at As If, the podcast. Follow us on Twitter at as if underscore podcast and follow us on Instagram as if podcast. Subscribe to us on iTunes or the podcasting app of your choice and please rate and review if you enjoy. Clueless is owned by Paramount Pictures. No infringement is intended. All rights reserved. Copyright 2016.